closed and whirled around to gaze wildly about her moonlit bedchamber. She took a deep breath, collected her panic-stricken senses, and hurried across the carpet to a chest that stood near the window. She fumbled with the lock of the chest, got it open, and yanked aside the two blankets on top. The case that contained her father's pistol lay at the bottom of the chest. Charlotte grabbed the case, opened it with trembling fingers, and removed the heavy weapon. It was unloaded. There was nothing she could do about that. She lacked the necessary powder and ball, as well as the time to figure out how it all went into the pistol. She went to the door, flung it open, and stepped out into the hall. She knew intuitively that the stranger who intended to rape Ariel was the more dangerous of the two men. She sensed that he would be emboldened by any show of anxiousness or uncertainty, let alone a glimpse of the raw panic that was coursing through her. "'Stop at once, or I will shoot,' Charlotte said quietly. Winterbourne lurched about in surprise. The flame of his candle revealed his gaping mouth. "'Hell's teeth! Charlotte!' The second man turned more slowly. His greatcoat swirled around him with a soft, rustling sound. The weak flame of Winterbourne's candle did not cast any light on his features. He had not removed his hat. The wide brim, together with the high collar of his coat, obscured his face in deep shadows. "'Ah,' he murmured. "'The older sister, I presume.' Charlotte realised that she was standing in a stream of moonlight that poured from her window through the open door. The stranger could likely see the outline of her body silhouetted through her white linen nightgown. She wished with all her heart that the pistol she held was filled with a ball and a strong charge. She had never hated anyone as much as she hated this creature, nor had she ever been so frightened. In that moment... Her imagination threatened to run roughshod over her intelligence. Some elemental part of her was convinced that it was not a mere man she faced, but a monster. Guided only by instinct, Charlotte said nothing. She wrapped both hands around the pistol, raised it with deliberate precision, just as though it were fully loaded, and cocked it. The unmistakable sound was very loud in the quiet hall. "'Damnation, girl, are you mad?' Winterbourne surged forward, and then came to a shambling halt a few feet away. "'Put down the pistol.' "'Get out!' Charlotte did not allow the weapon to waver. She kept her whole attention focused on the monster in the black greatcoat. "'Both of you, get out now!' "'I do believe she means to pull the trigger, Winterbourne.' The monster's mellifluous voice oozed honey and venom, and a terrifying degree of amusement. She would not dare. But Winterbourne took a pace back. Charlotte, listen to me. You cannot be so foolish as to think that you can simply shoot a man in cold blood. You will hang. So be it. Charlotte held the pistol steady. Come, Winterbourne, the monster said softly. Let us be off. The chit means to lodge a bullet in one of us, and I rather think she intends to make me her victim. No virgin is worth this much trouble. But what, what about my vouchers? Winterbourne asked in a quivering voice. 
You promised you would give them back to me if I let you have the younger girl. It would appear that you must find some other way to pay your debts, but I have no other resource, sir. Winterbourne sounded desperate. There is nothing left to sell that will fetch enough to cover my losses to you. My wife's jewellery is gone. Only a bit of the silver remains, and I do not own this house. I am merely renting it. I am sure you will come up with some means of repaying me. The monster walked slowly toward the staircase. He did not take his attention off Charlotte. But make certain that whatever it is... It does not require me to get past an avenging angel armed with a pistol in order to secure my payment. Charlotte kept the pistol trained on the stranger as he went down the stairs. By avoiding Winterbourne's candle, he managed to keep himself cloaked in shadow the entire time. She leaned over the banister and watched as he opened the front door. To her horror.